When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of another Dolphins Podcast. Shortly, I will be joined by Aaron Schatz. You probably recognize his name from his work building DVOA and Football Outsiders. But before we get to that, I just wanted to share a quick rundown of our recording schedule. Despite it being the bye week, we're still pushing out the content about your Miami Dolphins. Earlier Thursday, you heard Josh and Merrick for the midweek update. Josh and I will be back on Friday to get you set for the weekend. Before we call it a week, Kat will join me for some final thoughts recapping Miami's success throughout the first half of the year. But that is it. That is all for me. I hope you're enjoying the show. Now let's kick it over to Aaron, who has some interesting thoughts about your 2023 Miami Dolphins. Joining us now on the show is Aaron Schatz, the Chief Analytics Officer at FTN Network, and you can find his work at ftnfantasy.com. They also host a pretty fun podcast too, so go ahead and check them out. Aaron, aka the DVOA guy, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. How are you and your spreadsheets doing? (laughs) Doing well. I'm doing well. The season's going well. The spreadsheets are doing well. I'm good. Hey, I love to hear it. I love to hear it. So being a Miami Dolphins podcast, there's one big flaw that's quickly rising up and everyone's starting to wonder that are the Miami Dolphins starting to fall apart? So before we get into the nitty gritty, you know, the last time I saw the Dolphins win a playoff game, I was six years old. So I just want to start by asking you, do you feel that for the Miami Dolphins, we're finally reaching the better times? Have they finally turned the corner before we start talking maybe a legit contender? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. I mean, Mike McDaniel has proven to be one of the best head coaches in the league, and Tua Tagovailoa is good at running this offense, and there's a lot of talent here. And I do understand the idea that the defense is likely to get better, and they certainly were better against Kansas City. Uh, So yeah, I think the good times are in the future for Miami. It also helps that New England is not dominating the division anymore. Changes everything. Uh, you were tweeting about this earlier on, and, and you can find Aaron on Twitter on X at, excuse me, A-S-C-H-A-T-Z-N-F-L. Uh, Aaron, you mentioned that the Dolphins last year, they kind of dipped a little bit. Even when Tua got healthy again, they started to dip near the end of the season. Uh, and you mentioned we're kind of starting to see that again. Do you see that this parallel is going to line up that way once we get through 17 games? I don't know, because the dip is happening earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um. Last year, people felt like it was particularly ticked off by the Chargers playing them and the, the using the Fangio style defense with the you know with the safeties back. This year, it's not like that. I mean, the first game against New England, New England played with three deep safeties, and it's not mm-hmm. like they prevent you know they kept Miami somewhat down compared to like Denver, but right. um, you know it's Miami was still playing you know really well on offense. The thing last year is we were all like, ooh, that's interesting. Now in the chess match, McDaniel has to counter this. And then uh, just when we thought McDaniel would figure out a counter, 
Tua had concussion. Mm-hmm. So that never happened. So now it's like this year, it's like, oh, okay, well, let's see. You know, it, it doesn't seem like teams are particularly doing something different all of a sudden against them. So I don't know whether this is something that McDaniel has to figure out a fix for or just the random variation of a couple of games. No, I, I completely agree with you. And, and you do wonder where those answers are. I always find it silly when people come out and say, yeah, you stopped Tyree Kill by uh, con- pressure contacting him at the line of scrimmage. Well, if it was that simple, you know, everyone would be doing it every week and the, the offense wouldn't be, you know, blowing up for 30 points a game a lot of the time. Um, I was reading your preview before the Chiefs game and, and you were liking the Dolphins specifically because of their rushing attack. Um, over the last few weeks, we're really starting to see this unit, especially without Devon Achan back there, uh, struggle in terms of consistency. Do you feel that that unit uh, is strong enough as they're currently built to um, help this offense sustain itself because it really does rely on the rushing attack to really set the tone. Yeah. Mostert is still really good. And um, you know, they've got Teron Armstead back now and a lot of it is misdirection and the wide run, the wide runs seem to be better than the inside runs. You know, certainly mm-hmm. the games, the games that I've watched that's anecdotal, I think, but um, Oh yeah. I don't think the running game is really uh, is really Miami's problem. They're still, it's a very good running game. When you just kind of reflect from uh, this year to last year, did you what kind of progress do you see from Miami? You think about how they struggled last year. Was there any offseason moves you thought that you think they did really well of trying to counter? I thought Braxton Berrios was one example of that third uh, safety valve who has those sure hands. Um, but do any stick out to you? Yeah, you know, one of the things about the last couple games when the offense hasn't been as successful is it doesn't feel like they're finding those third safety valves as much mm-hmm. as they did earlier on, right? They're not finding Berrios. They're not finding... Um, Sherfield, Sherfield, no. Who, who's the other? Who's the River other Craycraft. Yeah, River Craycraft. Um, they're not finding those guys like they were earlier in the season. I mean, listen, m- most of the off season was about the defense, right? Absolutely. So um, those moves haven't worked yet because we've only seen what two games of Jalen Ramsey, and it's mm-hmm. you know the defense has been a little bit better, but it's not a lot. But like, uh, we haven't seen the big defensive improvement that we were promised and i said before the season vic fangio does not have a history of suddenly turning defenses into number one units it usually takes him some time and i thought it would take him some time here too and that you know in fact it's been even worse than i expected the defense ranks 24th in our numbers so far but i do think that there's reason to believe it will get better that's very fair. That's very fair. When you do look at the defense, though, uh, you know, just building up into the season, we were looking at two specific units, the secondary, especially with Ramsey and Howard. But then that front four, we see Bradley Chubb really starting to turn into a playmaker. Jalen Phillips seems like someone who's going to burst at any moment. If the Dolphins want to push and really be a contender come December and, and January, which one of those units really needs to be the, the guiding force for that defense, do you feel? I mean, both. Or, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know why their defense is struggling this year because there is so much talent on it. We thought it was going to be really good. And you got, you kind of like tick through the players and you're like, oh, Christian Wilkins and and Chubb and and uh, Phillips and uh, and even Van Ginkle is good. And, and, and then the secretary has Holland and you're like, where are the weaknesses? And yet the overall package hasn't worked this year. So I, you know, I don't think I can say in particular, oh, the pass rush is more important or the secondary is more important. Um, You know, I do know that in general, like I'm an analytics guy and we feel very strongly pass defense is more important than run defense. So Mm -hmm. 
you know, people talk about, oh, you need to have run defense in January. That's nonsense. Pass defense is always more important. I completely agree with you there. Um, I want to talk about special teams just for a second. I know it's not the most uh, exciting unit here, but I, I was reading that the Dolphins are in the bottom third and even maybe a little lower than that in terms of special teams. At one point, do you start to get concerned when you see a team floating so low in DVOA in terms of special teams that you wonder that this could derail what they're Well, they're do? not that low this year. Okay, so first of all, the last few years, because of the changes in the kickoff rule, special teams just don't mean as much as they used to. But also this year in particular, the teams are all really closely packed around average. So like the only special teams unit that I would really be super worried about is like the Rams and maybe the Giants. And that's, you know, maybe the Vikings, but, you know, uh, Miami's 25th, but it's not like they're that below average. I mean, I'll tell you what hasn't worked this year is kickoffs where they are near the bottom of the league in kickoffs. And I'm going to guess that that's kickoff coverage because there's not a lot of difference in kickoff distance anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, the best thing you can do is honestly just put it through the darn end zone every time and just let the other team. It's interesting because the best thing you can do as the receiving team is is usually to just, to just take that, is to just take the 25 because – it's a high variance thing, right? Like you don't want them to get that return that they're going to get like every once in a long while. But if you're the receiving team, you don't want the average because the average of returns is low is, is behind the 25, right? You might as well just start at the 25. So um, field goals and, and kickoffs are overall where the problems have been this year. And I feel like Sanders, you know, his career numbers suggest that there isn't really a problem with field goals. So it's mm-hmm. really just kickoffs and kickoff coverage. The Miami Dolphins got a pretty uh, pretty easygoing bye week, I think, right near the middle of the season. Um, as you get to that 9-10 uh, game stance, how do you feel your preseason projections about the Miami Dolphins ha- have really developed here? Has there been any real big surprises about this offense or even the team in general that you didn't oh, yeah. see coming? Oh, yeah. I, be, uh, I, I think I've been proven very right and very wrong at the same time, right? I was out there saying, uh, you know, we expect the Dolphins offense to take a step back. Uh, having this much yards per completion is not really sustainable over multiple years. It's, you know, it was like 12 yards per completion or something. It was like one guy who managed to repeat that in the last like 15, 20 years, you know, that's not going to happen. I said, but I said the defense, people who are talking about this, like they're going to be a top five defense are wrong because it just takes time for Fangio to turn his defenses around. That latter proved right. The comment about the offense proved very wrong. <laughs> they didn't regress at all. I mean, even with the fact that they haven't been as good the last couple of weeks, they're still third in the NFL, which is a lot better than I projected. When you get to that eight, nine game stretch of the season, I think teams, people start talking about playoffs and Super Bowl, and the critiquing becomes a little tighter and tighter. I try really hard to be a self aware Dolphins fan about my bias, but when you think of Miami's three losses against the Chiefs, Bills, and Eagles, playing in those three games, playing in, in tight, tough scenarios on the road, I should say, can we, is it safe to say that maybe the, the, F word calling them frauds is maybe overblown a little bit when you think about the conditions they're playing in, or is it as simple as, Hey, until they prove anything against a good team and 
ignore all the excuses, then it is what it is. No, nah, I'm not a fraud guy. Like I, you know, my research has shown that the best indicator of championship teams is their ability to blow out their weaker opponents. Interesting. Right. That's more important than those close wins against good teams. I mean, the most important thing is big wins over good teams. Right. Mm -hmm. That's why my numbers love Baltimore so much, because right. Baltimore has huge wins over good teams. But if you're asking me which is better, big wins over bad teams or close wins over good teams, usually it's the big wins over the bad teams. I mean, losing to the Bills, is that's a tough tiebreaker. And losing to the Chiefs is a tough tiebreaker. It's why... We don't have the Dolphins getting the number one seed very often, but we do have them in our simulations winning the division about 64% of the time and making the playoffs 84.5% of the time. So they're pretty much in and likely will win the division and host a playoff game. That is absolute music to my ears. Uh, Aaron Schott, the Chief Analytics Officer at FTN Network. Um, I have one more question here before I let you take off. As we go into the second half of the season, um, what do you need to see from the Miami Dolphins in order to be confident about this group going into January? Are there a couple of players you need to be circled that you need to see stepped up or anything like that? I mean, I think you want to see them put on one of those dominant offensive performances on a top defense. That's mm. the first. And the second is you want the defense to improve. Let's see. With more time in the Fangio scheme and Ramsey back, does the defense improve? Because if this is the number one offense, which they might be by the end of the season again, and they have an average defense, that is a serious Super Bowl contender. But if they're the number three offense and they have a below average defense, then they're not. Interesting, interesting. Aaron Schatz, thank you so much for joining us here. You can find his work, as I said, at FTN Network, at FTNFantasy.com. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, hey, best of luck for us this year. Thank you very much.